Hello, and welcome to the Pragmatic Live podcast series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management, product marketing, and other market and data-driven professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Kellagers, Vice President of Marketing and Product Strategy at Pragmatic Institute, and your host for this episode. And today, we are joined by Kate Colonna. Kate is a director of product management at Higher Logic, which is the software we actually use for our pragmatic alumni community. And one of the great things about having Kate on the show is she is a, uh, we are a customer of theirs. She is a customer of ours. She's a member in our community. So she's got all these great points of view about how we can, that we can talk about, but really it's all going to circle today around community and how community is can be leveraged and enjoyed by the product groups. So welcome, Kate. Thank you, Rebecca. I'm so excited to be here. All right, Kate, I gave a little tease of kind of your background in higher logics, but can you just, for everyone listening, give us sort of the, the quick bit Kate story of yeah. how you got where you are today? Absolutely. Um, I want to focus on the Kate and Georgina story because I think that is a really fun one. So for those of you that haven't met her yet, Um, Georgina Donahue is the head of community for the Pragmatic Alumni Community, and I had the pleasure of meeting Georgina last fall at the product conference in Cleveland when we had this crazy experience of meeting people in person at conferences, Um, and she had just joined um, Pragmatic to to start their first community. Um, And so we hit it off very quickly. I was able to invite her to join our annual conference, super forum. Um, and then fast forward a few months and she became a customer of Higher Logic, And that's when the table started to turn a little bit. She sent me an invitation to apply to be a founder of the Pragmatic Alumni Community. Um, you know, I had taken my Pragmatic certification a few years ago with a previous organization and was still a huge proponent, still using it on a regular basis. And so was really excited to become a member of the community. Thankfully, I was accepted. And now Georgina and I have had a really amazing partnership where I've been able to be a member of the Pragmatic Alumni Community, or the PAC as we refer to it, and learn so much from the other founders, the other members that are happening, the conversations that are happening within that community. And I have a close relationship with a customer, which I'm sure all of my fellow product professionals can relate to how valuable that can truly be. And it's been amazing to have those conversations with Georgina Um, about what she's planning to do in her community and then actually watching and seeing her do them live, which has been a really fun experience over the past few months. I would imagine also that you're more of a intimate uh, consumer of your software, your platform as a member of this community uh, than you may be without, right? To be like on the other end and to really get that member experience. Let's try that again. excuse me, sorry, Morgan. Uh, I imagine that this is an even more intimate look at your product, right? Because you're not just in a community, uh, but you're a member of a community. So you're really seeing the experience all the way through from other sides. And then you've got all these peers who can also provide feedback on that. Like that's a a million market visits and Nahito visits that you have access to on a regular basis that they must, that must be really exciting. It is amazing. Um, And I try really hard, you know, as a member of the product community, I, you know, can see a lot of different viewpoints of the product and to be able to truly participate in the pack 
as just a member and not going in to check on how something is functioning or to do a demo of some capacity is really an awesome experience. And what's even better is I love watching the other members of the pack experience and learn our own product. And so, you know, as we roll out new features, watching how Georgina is applying those to the pack community and then watching how members are receiving and responding to those. And then, you know, there are even Georgina has created a really great outlet for where folks can provide their feedback as well. And so I love going in there and seeing how are they responding to the community and to these conversations. I think what's really interesting is community is not always a natural solution for a lot of organizations, which is really surprising to me now that I've been so embedded in it for so many years. Um, especially in a virtual world like we're living in right now, community really gives us an opportunity to connect and network with others and to carry those deep conversations. And the PAC is really doing that. I still remember many years ago when I com completed my pragmatic certification, I was so excited to have quote unquote access. I went into your website, I completed my profile, I spent some time on the website, um, and I quickly realized that I didn't really have that so-called access that I thought I would have. Um, and the PAC has really opened that up for me. I think one of the values of Pragmatic and a value that you're going to see in many different places of your career is it's something that you use as a foundation, but there's ebbs and flows. When do you, you know, you can't always be perfect. We get caught up in the day-to-day -day in the rush of deliverables and things that we're working on and deadlines. And sometimes we forget. Um, and I love that the pack every morning when I get my digest, I am able to just take a step back and someone's asking about how do you do your win-loss analysis or how are you partnering with your sales enablement team? And it really makes me take a step back and think about, am I doing this the best way that I can and really improving myself in my day-to-day -day job? And it's really just based on what others are focusing on and working on within their individual roles and organizations. But we can all come together in this one single place. Well, and I think it's it's such a richer conversation uh, than you get in some other channels, right? Because they don't just talk and ask those questions, but then they're like they're sharing their templates, right? You know, they're they're cleaned up, so they're not giving away state secrets, but they're really sharing, like, look. Not only here's my approach at a high level, but here's the the, the type of tools and templates that I used. Uh, to make it happen. Here's an example of my personas. So, and I think, again, the way the community is set up, you can have these rich conversations because you have the history of the conversation and you can kind of keep adding depth to it. And that's something that's that's harder when you're trying to, to do it uh, through social channels or through a Slack channel to have those, those conversations that can include a lot of people and grow organically and still be really accessible. Uh, to those who had started those conversations and those who may trip on it in later. 100%. And that's one of the things that I love about how Higher Logic approaches community is we view it as that deep engagement. It's not a transactional come in, get the answer to your question and go out. You know, many of us are Apple users and Apple has a massive forum and you can go on that forum and or you search for a quick question and it shows up, you get the answer and you're gone. You never come back to it. And that's to us, that's that's not utilizing community to its full capacity. It's, it's barely even scratching the surface. And that's one of the things that I love that I'm seeing happen in the pack is that these are these deep conversations that not only are they continuing over days across many different members um, within the community today, but I know that they're also creating longstanding resources. 
you know, when I come, when I'm presented with a new challenge in my role today, there's already sometimes I can go in and search and go back and see, you know, oh, someone had this conversation back in April. Let me go ahead and see. And, oh, you know, I have an additional thought or question. I'm going to reply and I'm going to resurface that thread and that conversation. And it's been a fantastic way to, to really bond with and engage with the other community members. I think one of the things that's really interesting for us when we talk about community and that you must run into all the time at Higher Logic is the lack of um, sometimes familiarity with uh, what it, what a deep community can look like, right? The, and people will use the community term and be like, oh, we have a great community. And they mean a LinkedIn group, which we did for for years, right? I mean, there, there is value there or or there's a Slack channel or, you know, we do these kind of events and all of those, those are advantages. But when you can see the robustness, if that's a word, uh, of like a true community on a platform offering, it's just an entirely different experience. How do you, how do you help clients understand that? Like, how do you find those who are thinking, how am I going to solve this problem and help them realize that a community is the right way to do it? 100%. You're really hitting the nail on the head. And we, it's an interesting conversation. Georgina was such a fantastic customer to speak with because she really got it from day one. And it's been really fun being a member of the pack and watching this play out from me as a, as a member perspective. And so we have a really cool functionality called automation rules. And automation rules are, you could kind of think of them as your community manager in your back pocket, your automated community manager. And so, you know, we were working on a really tight deadline um, leading up to a big personal event for myself over the summer. And so I was kind of all over the place and I totally lost track of participating in the pack. And I received an automation rule in my email, which looked like it was an email that came directly from Georgina saying, we miss you. And it was a reminder. And I know exactly what the criteria are because it's the best practice that we recommend um, turning on out of the box, which is if a member has been active in the past and they haven't been active in the last 30 days, let's go ahead and reach back out to them. And we see huge conversion rates within our client base from that. And I became one of those success statistics, I think, from the pragmatic alumni community perspective in that it was a fantastic reminder to come back to the community and come back to those conversations. And that's just one of the many ways that we're encouraging and facilitating those deeper conversations. You mentioned earlier the ability as well to share resources and to really kind of create a repository of information that goes beyond just the conversations. It can include events, which there are many of within the pack. It can include, you know, those library, those resource entries, whether they're templates or best practices or example things. Um, and then it goes, you know, it takes it even a step further. Um, you know, we've got special, not special, excuse me, additional kind of focused offerings, for example, for product managers. We have an um, ideation module, so you can facilitate and solicit those feedback and ideas that you have within the community. You can create ways to build your advocates. Um, community is such a fantastic resource for advocates, and it is a, you know, you have those, everyone knows that they have those customers that would sing their praises, sing the praises of your organization, your product to the rooftops and you love them and you want to put them on a pedestal and have everyone hear their voices. But sometimes all you can really do is put them on a webinar or a case study. Um, you know, maybe they're going to be advocating for you a little bit on social media, but how many people are they actually touching? 
versus when they're in a community, your advocates are, they're touching a lot of other members. They're touching all of your community members. And it's incredible. I'm sure we're, you know, we're already starting to see that pop up naturally in the pack, but it's something that we see really often at HireLogic on our own user community as well. Well, let's dig into that. So obviously, I firmly believe that the pragmatic alumni community is a great place for product managers to come and learn from each other, share best practices, get advice, you know, based on whether the, it's the, the stage of life of their product or their stage in their career or their industry. Like it's chock full of goodness and you should all come check it out. But I also wanted to flip the conversation a little because you touched on it a bit. You know, we've brought in some great new product management talent to work for us. And they love what they can see in the community. And I know, Kate, that you guys have your own user community hug. Uh, and, and I think let's just flip the conversation a little bit and talk about as a product manager or product marketer, if you're listening to this, why you should advocate for a community in your, in your organization and, and what kind of uh, access and knowledge you can get from having that kind of community. Or if you already have one, this kind of thing, what can you get out of it? Absolutely. Thanks, Rebecca. I love this question so much. So like Rebecca mentioned, um, HireLogic has the HireLogic user group, which we have shortened to HUG. And it is a community where all of our customers are a member. And now that I've lived with this for the last few years, I cannot imagine being a product professional without a user community. It provides an un incredible amount of access directly to our customers. Um, how many times a week, a month, daily, are, are we asked as product professionals to provide the point of view of the customer? How often are we asked, you know, did you verify this? Did you validate this? How do you know what their concerns and their problems are? And, you know, customer interviews are fantastic. Don't get me wrong. This is never going to replace customer interviews. We always need to continue doing those. But you can't do them all day, every day, and still do a full-time job. And if your organization is anything like mine, I'm competing with my sales org that wants to use all of those customers for references. My customer marketing team is putting together case studies and webinars. Um, my sales team is upselling to them as well. It's, it's kind of a constant battle. And so, you know, we, we keep the customer interviews going, but now I have this additional level of access to my customers that's right there on my desktop. It's right there in my inbox. I start every single morning sitting down with my coffee, reading all of my daily digests. Um, I get my daily digest from the pragmatic alumni community, which I love, but I also get a few from Hug as well. And I'm able to read through and understand what is top of mind for our customers. Um, what, you know, what are their concerns, their problems? And what's really interesting is that every once in a while something pops up and, you know, we, we see it immediately when, when a release, you know, we all have concerns, something happens and we're able to immediately see that feedback um, on Hug when a customer is having concerns. And not only are we able to see that, but we're also able to reply to it and other customers are able to see it. But sometimes they're going in and they're saying, you know, I'm using this functionality and I'm trying to do X, Y, Z. And that to us, it is, it's our roadmap almost built in for us that we're able to see, oh, that's really interesting. We hadn't thought of that use case before. Let's dive into 
to that a little bit more and think about that. Or we know that there's folks that are trying to focus on this set of goals and outcomes and how can we help them? And sometimes that's helping them, you know, we can pull in best practices and resources from within our organization. And sometimes it means that we can, you know, get a quick fix out there and deliver on something for them. There's a number of different ways, but it it's truly incredible. And what's even better is that they then know me and they know the product managers because we're really active as well. So we're replying to them. We're sharing updates and resources every time we have a big release, a roadmap. It's all being shared on Hug. And so they come to me and they can say, hey, Kate, I am working towards this. What, what's the status? How are we doing this in higher logic? What are you guys thinking? What's your direction? Should I be planning for an update or an enhancement that would change how I would roll out this functionality? And we love those conversations. I just, there's an intimacy uh, yes. with your customers that's really hard to replicate because uh, a good community like Pack and like, like, like Hug, um, it, it's a safe space. Right. I mean, it's, it's part of sort of like the, the guiding principles is a place where we, you know, what stays in the pack or what happens in the pack stays in the pack is what we always say. Right. Yes. yes. Um, but it does allow for a level of intimacy with your customers that really goes both ways. It's them giving feedback and knowing it's going to be listened to. It's, it's an opportunity for you to test different pieces. It's, it's just um, a great conversation, but also at scale to your point, because it is uh, a lot of us have clients that would be happy to get phone calls with us. And we love having those calls but how can I touch enough people and how can I get enough different voices um, as we're making product decisions? So it's, it's a powerful tool in that way. Absolutely. And one of the things, the intimacy, I love that so much. It makes me think immediately of we are kicking off our first virtual super forum, which is our annual conference. Um, and just coming up here on November 16th is when it's going to start. And Usually this in-person, and I will say that I'm having this flashback right now. I love walking down the hallway and seeing the profile pictures that I talk with and engage with in real life come to life. And they do the same thing for me. They, they recognize me. They see me. They, they wave. They give us hugs. We can have fantastic conversations, have a drink together. And I am really looking forward to being able to, to do that in our community over the next couple of weeks and to have those conversations. And it's not quite the same, but we are really excited about that and the potential and the opportunity. And that intimacy is really the best way to describe the value that we see from this. So are you hosting the live event within the community? We are. We Ooh, actually, um, we did an incredible pivot in March of this year that we realized how valuable a community can be for creating virtual connections. Um, and one of the benefits that we all see with live events is the ability to network and engage. You know, yes, it's the sessions and the resources that come from those sessions, but it's also the conversations that you have in between sessions or over drinks at night. And obviously we're not in a position to replicate that right now. So we thought about how can we do that in the best way? And so we took our community and made some configuration adjustments to it to launch what we call event engagement. You hear that engagement word again, the most important part of a community, I think. And um, it really is meant to help support and facilitate your virtual events. So it's not going to be how you stream everything. It's not going to be where your live sessions are. You know, we think a tool like Zoom is great for that. And, you know, you're probably already using a marketing tool or your CRM to manage event registrations. 
keep those in place. Those are working really well. But where are your customers connecting with each other after that session is over? And that's what this is meant for. And we are, you know, we've done it with nearly a hundred customers since March, and we're excited to do it ourselves starting next week. I love that. I love good pivot stories, right? Because we've all, this 2020 has not been the year any of us created roadmaps for. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, but it's, but it's also, um, no one would want these circumstances again by any means, but it is, uh, you know, there is pressure and excitement and, uh, satisfaction in being able to pull off some pivots. So they're always good to hear about. Thank you. We're pretty, we're pretty happy with it as well. And I think there's so much potential even beyond so much of what we've learned this year Mm -hmm. has been really fascinating and teaching us. It's really challenged everyone. I think Mm -hmm. how, how are you connecting with your customers? Um, I can give a, a preview statistic, which is that we have seen unbelievable growth across all of our customer base in the amount of usage that we're seeing Mm. in the communities. Something like 30% growth in March alone of people logging into communities, posting new discussions, replying to discussions, posting new resources, attending events. Um, And, you know, that's across over a thousand customers. It's, it's incredible. And the numbers get even stronger from there. So people are seeing the value of community and we're really happy and proud of our ability to help facilitate that. But I want to keep sharing that importance. And I think the, you know, there's so much to be said about a community for a customer success professional or the customer experience organization. I could spend another hour talking about that, but um, the product can sometimes be a lesser known value and benefit benefit in your community. Um, and it is not one to overlook. Um, it, it truly, like we talked about, provides that direct level of connection and access and that two-way conversation that can be so hard to replicate. Well, when we started working on our community uh, last year, uh, August last year, right, we were all excited about it, but I don't think any of us envisioned just how critical it would become, right? When we launched in May and before that, when we got early founders like yourself, I mean, it was just sort of the type of peer networking, intimate engagements that people are looking for. Um, so it was it was really good timing, and it's been amazing to watch it grow. It's been amazing to see sort of the different types of support that members give each other, the the different type of of events that are there to kind of help. Uh, people grow and also give people a chance to mentor others. I, I think that's as, almost a big driver uh, in our community of people wanting to come in and learn. And there's a there's a really healthy group of product people who are also looking to give back for the stuff that they learned. So it's been amazing to watch. And that just makes my heart warm so much. That's what we want to see. That's what we love. The, the people that want to teach, the people that want to learn, bringing them all together. And it's so fascinating because it's really letting your customers connect with each other. Um, yes, the Pragmatic Institute has a fantastic representation in the community, but it's so much more than that. And that's the same thing that we see on Hug. Um, yes, I'm active on Hug, but and you know the, the customers want to, to say hi to me and to the product managers, but they want to say hi to each other as well. Yep. They've founded those relationships. And you know, when can you do that? How often can a company say our customers are helping each other? They're learning from each other. Um, I think that's the true differentiator and value that a community can provide that nothing else really can. Absolutely. Okay. So we talked about a lot of different things today, Kate. If you could get our listeners to do two things differently tomorrow based on what we talked about today, what would that be? 
Oh, that's a really great question. Um, and I would say I'll, I'll give it a, a twofold answer for my first one. If you don't already have a community, start thinking about a community, but also start thinking about ways that you can connect with your customers, you know, where they are, how can you understand what their daily, not struggles, maybe struggles, sometimes successes, some other times questions, other days, how are you connecting with them? And then my second component is how are you connecting your customers to each other? Um, because it's really all about building that engagement, building those relationships. And a community is a fantastic way to do that. But challenge yourself as an organization, if that's not on the, on the table right now or in the cards, what are the other formats or, or ways that we as product professionals can ensure that we're truly connected to our customers and that they're connected with each other? Because it's going to make us all more successful. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Kate, for joining us today. I very much enjoyed talking with you and I look forward to seeing you in the back. Thank you so much, Rebecca. All right, that does it for today's episode. Thanks everyone for listening. And don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product, your company, and your career. 